Welcome to The Broad Pod, just a couple of broads interviewing inspiring women. I'm Becca. And I'm Jackie. Let's get inspired together. Don't forget to stay tuned at the end of the episode for a special surprise for our guest. And thank you to WKWC for allowing us to use their podcast studio. All right. So Jackie, I saw on Facebook that you were selling some of your old Halloween costumes. Yes. What was it? The Sanderson sister one, right? Yeah. So last year we did like the whole, like Hocus Pocus. That's the name of the movie. Yeah. Uh, The girls were the Sanderson sisters and Zach was Billy Butcherson. And then the, uh, and then we also, um, to Disney, like we went to the Halloween party and you can like dress in full costume there. And I was like town bell, like with her blue dress. And uh, Zach wore like a Gaston t-shirt and, um, Channing wanted to be a wolf. We talked about that, I think, last year. She, like, said, I want to be a wolf. That's my six-year-old daughter. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, that's perfect. We'll do Beauty and the Beast because uh, the wolves attack, like, the beast. So, yeah, uh, I we won't wear them again. That, that probably sounds so bougie, but, like, we're not going to rewear. So we'll let somebody else, you know, enjoy them. And then what was the other one? Oh, I had, like, a men's, like, vampire costume or something. But, yeah, but, yeah we love Halloween so yeah. much. What are y'all going to be this year? You know, we don't oh, really. It's the oh, great I know. Reveal. She don't want to do that. She's no, like, I know. I forgot about this. Okay, so well, we're going to um, Disney Halloween again, like right around Halloween. So, um, and we're going with our friends, the Martins. That we've talked about on here, and so um, we have collectively decided that we're all doing Toy Story theme, like oh, cute. in Disney, My son like loves. Loved. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's such a, it, all those, you know, are great. One through four. Is that how many there are? Oh, we just I, know, I like think there's going to be another one. one coming out maybe next year or something. Oh, really? Um, but anyway, so, um, no, you hadn't heard that? Back no, then? no. Think, I'm pretty like sure. Lot. They're turning into the Fast and Furious movies, but like <laughs> but Toy Story. Like, of, oh, Fast and Furious 27. <laughs> <laughs> every one of them is good, though. I know, Honestly, they are I'm good. I cry usually. Oh, yeah, it's so yeah. good. The music. Um, but anyway, unfortunately, of course, we let the kids pick, like, the, the best one. So yeah. I got stuck being one of the aliens oh. at Pizza Planet. I mean, come like the, on, like the claw, the claw, the claw. alien. Yeah. So it's like it's not, it's gonna be. I love to like go full force with my costume. That one's kind of like eh, but it's fine. What's I'll, that gonna I'll, do? I'll, honestly, he is being bah humbug about it, but um, <laughs> he's supposed to be Buzz. And oh, that's a good one. Woody. Buzz he got a great one. Yeah. yeah. But, but he's just being like, he's like, oh, I don't want to. That's that's dorky. I'm like, no, it's going to be cool. And he it's can fine. Speak so many it's different fine. languages. Right. Exactly. I, Spanish and <laughs> French. Come on, Zach. Get on board, man. Get on board. Um, he has to. But him and Matt, uh, they're just wearing basically like a T-shirt that looks like, you know what I mean? The they're not going like full. Yeah. So it's easy. Womp, womp. Um, I know. The girls are being like, um, let's Jessie. see. Uh, Jesse, uh, one of the twins. Um, and then, the, okay, so one of the twins, Ellie, mm-hmm. um, is Little Bessie's with Channing, mm-hmm. and then Emmy, um, is Little Bessie with Sylvia, and Emmy is gonna be, um, Bo Peep, and Sylvia is gonna be her sheep. Oh, that's Which cute. is gonna be hilarious. That's yeah. really cute. Yeah, Emmy requested, she was like, Would Sylvia be my sheep? And I was like, Yes, she's two. She, she will, will be your sheep. You wherever you go. Yeah. It's adorable, the costume. Um, Channing's gonna be Barbie. Like with the like, oh, you know, yeah. the like workout. Oh. That's what she looks like in the movie, like a workout, like yeah, full yeah. suit, yeah. like her hair. Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> so it'll be fun. But but on actual Halloween night, we usually have like our house open. Like if anybody, like if you all want to come in, have chili and like walk around our neighborhood or come and go or whatever, oh, it's yeah. open. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth and I are going to be Wayne and Garth that night. 
party from on. Wayne's World. Party on, <laughs> yeah. Wayne. Yeah, and that's then our, cool. Our girls will probably just pick whatever costume they want. You know, they got dress up clothes, you know. Yeah. So we're doing um, What are you all doing? Um, Asher's going to be a Dalmatian. Yes, Aww. that's right. I'm going to be Cruella. That's perfect. <laughs> Very fitting for my personality. Um, <laughs> and then Matt's going to be Horace, which is one of her little like henchmen. Yes. From it. It. So yeah. that's perfect. Um, honestly, at all, just at Walmart, they had yeah. the cutest <gasps> toddler Dalmatian costume for like 15 so bucks. And, it just and so then I just went together. from there. I was like, yeah. I can get a Cruella uh, wig on Shein or whatever it was called. Perfect. Um, yes. And so, yeah, that should be. And then my staff at work, we always dress up as like a big like yeah. there's six oh, like of a us. theme yeah and they've decided they wanted to do 101 dalmatians too so i get to wear cruella Yay. at work also fitting and then <laughs> they're all going to be dalmatians um, that is my perfect. little pack of puppies that so i cannot awesome. wait yeah, i can't wait to awesome. see so what do you all do like on um halloween night well do we you... usually have a trunk or treat here at the college nice. so i'll take asher to that while matt's at home but our neighborhood is a big uh trick-or-treat destination yes. and so uh matt last year was the first year we got to pass out candy because so we moved fun. in november of the year before oh, um, and so we'll be there and then i guess i'll walk last year you know he was too little to walk around mm-hmm. and do anything right. yeah but i think i will use him to get candy this year. Uh, i love that <laughs> so There's we'll no see judgment of course here. i know thank <laughs> you really thank no you judgment. i appreciate that <laughs> so all right well y'all have heard our magical guest talking um so I am excited to introduce her. Much like many people in Owensboro, <laughs> our guest knew my husband long before she knew me. And I want to apologize <laughs> for those years without me. Um, but we have the one and only Laura Chapman here uh, today. Um, Laura is the manager of planning for OMU, That's which right. is Owensboro Municipal, Municipal Utilities. Utilities. Look at yeah. me. Yay. Yeah. So you're hired. Yes. <laughs> but we've also been on a board together and yes. she's just a great person that I thought a lot of people should get to know. So well, we're really you. excited to have you here, thank Boo. You. Yeah. It'll be uh, interesting. Oh. I'm, I'm excited to be here with you girls. Well, we're, we're excited, excited to have you. With you. Yeah. yeah. So do we want to have her? Inter- I, don't, I don't. Usually I'm not the one doing the introducing. Yeah. Have her introduce herself first and I'll, then we do the icebreakers. Or do I'll we just go, go right ahead and do icebreakers. Right into icebreaker. Yeah, let's do that. All right. So first one. What are the top three items on your bucket list? Top three items. Okay, so I love I love uh, the pageantry of the British people. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, I love it. I love the accents. Now I might have been guilty at one time changing Siri's accent on my phone <laughs> oh. to a British guy. Mine's an Australian <laughs> guy. You were, yes, I mean, because I just love it. So uh, on the top three bucket, I want to go to the UK. Yeah, I want to go. I want to see the changing of the guards. I want to have tea and crumpets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a crumpet. I don't know, but okay, I, whatever we'll, we'll it is, it I want to okay. have it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I also want to visit New York City at Christmas. Yes. See, again, yes. that pageantry mm-hmm. and yes, all that. I want to see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although friends of mine that have been there said, uh, you maybe not because you're not a crowd person. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it is really crowded that time. But I want to try it once. Okay. So, yes, I do. And then um, I like doing 5K. So I'm not a runner, runner per se. Mm-hmm. I, like, I do that run, walk kind of transition. Walking thing. is what I call it. Walking, walking. and jogging. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So um, I'd like to do five uh, a 5K and all 50. Ooh, I know. I might have to retire Even like first Alaska to do that. and Hawaii. Yes, I want to do it all fifty. Not, Hawaii not just be the, the contiguous United no. States. That's a word I know. <laughs> but all fifty, all fifty. Okay. I want to do it. 
you know, 5K, I figure, you know, that'll be a nice little retirement plan to, get, to stay active. Yeah. I'm not quite that's at retirement great. age, ladies. I'm just going to go there. You're not. No, no way. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's my top three. Okay. Yeah, I love that. That's like great. It. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to run in Alaska or walk. Well, in Alaska, you know, I did say I'm a run walker, so maybe yeah. that would be the It'll state be I'll just walk. Okay. <laughs> there you I go. Support. It's daylight all the time, certain times of year there. So I guess that would be helpful for a fact. <laughs> It might right. take me a long time to get it done. <laughs> we got all sorts of sunlight. For <laughs> <every time>. Right. <laughs> all right. So next one, what show is your biggest guilty pleasure? Biggest? You know what? Now, I can't say that I enjoy it, but somehow every now and then I get I get caught in the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yes. <laughs> yes. That. And then, you know, it's just like, it's like an addiction, you know, like, yeah. you know, I oh, have I know. no urge to watch it, but every now and then I'll see a clip and I'll start watching it. And three hours later, it's like, <laughs> I'm mad at myself. I Why know. did the, I spend it's this It's the marathons. <laughs> they do that. They do that with the marathons and they suck you in. So I haven't really watched a lot of Atlanta. I do yes. like Candy. Yes. Um, and Nene, obviously. Yes. Well, Nene's gone off the show oh. from what I can. See, I don't even keep up with it enough. Like the current. Yes, mm-hmm. but I know every time I sit down to watch it, I feel like I can catch up on it. You yeah. know, it's like, oh, well, this one's gone, but this one's here. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's probably it. I mean, yeah. I don't know that I can say that I enjoy it, but it's, it's not a pleasure. Things. It's a pain. <laughs> yeah. But no, at the same time, I'm hooked. Once, I, once I start watching yeah. it, it's like three mm-hmm. hours. Like I said, three hours later, I'm wondering, why did I why? get something? I call that, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 you go ahead. I was going to say, I call that no-brainer television. Like, yeah. I love to be able to, like, just throw something on that, like, I don't really have to pay attention to, like, when the girls are in bed. But, like, something I don't have to pay attention to that I can do, like, laundry. And I'm like, what is okay whatever you know yeah no, <laughs> so that's... another one though is uh i don't watch it as much anymore as snapped have you all heard of oh that yeah oh, what is that's snapped? a good what one do I know what that it's is. about women and then I, and it's i really <laughs> mostly women there are some men on there as yeah. well i think it's like they become um well they discover that they don't want to be with their mates anymore uh-huh and so they get rid of them how selfish is that? You know is, what I'm saying? Is it real? Oh, it's yeah. aggressive. Like it's, it's, it's a documentary. TV? Is it yeah. like no, it's real? Crime. It's a documentary it's about a, documentary. a woman that has like snapped on someone most of the time yes. a spouse or like a significant other. Yes. And so they've decided it's like, okay, just divorce them. Or yeah. you know, why, why you gotta take them out of this world? Just because yeah. you don't want them doesn't mean the yeah. rest of the world doesn't want them. You know? So I need to watch like, that. Yeah. So but that mm. but don't it start, sucks you in too. Yeah, it does suck you in. Yeah. But it might make Matt nervous. So <laughs> It should. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, don't come for me, Popo. You know? uh, I, I mean, yeah, I'll do a little research. I'm just kidding. No, no, what no. What channel no. is that on? I want to say it's TLC. Probably, is that? Yeah, it's yeah. like a, oh, one TLC, of those. That's yeah, what, very dramatic. I, you listen, know. I love, tra- love like bad yeah. reality that's television. Trash yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I mean, I every it. housewife, you know, I've, I've watched them all. My favorite are Potomac and Beverly Hills, though. Like, I can't get enough of either one of those. <laughs> I know. So. And it's just like every now and then I feel the need to catch up on them, you know? Yeah. They're like not aligned with my values. <laughs> not at all. But it's still entertaining to watch. Does that make yes, sense? It is. Because yeah. my biggest question is like, what does the what do these women do? Mm. You know? Right. Like, they have so much money and it's like and uh, several of them are like divorced, and so I'm like, are you just getting like mailbox money from your ex? Uh, right. Like, what does that? Right. Yeah, I have a lot of questions. And I don't see how so they, many. you know, f- be they're fulfilled by that life. You right. know what I'm saying? They just, can't be. They, I'd I mean, like they to try. 
for a season. I'd like to give it, just give it a whirl. I was like, I would just like to know what it would be like to just walk in somewhere and not have to worry about how much anything costs right. and to just like, yeah, you know, that would be interesting. Right. The finest steak and my finest clothes, but you know, not going to happen anytime soon. Is what I'm gonna say. Anyway. All right. Last icebreaker question. Who would you want to play you in a movie about your life? And what would the name of the movie be? Ooh, okay. So I have two actresses. You know, if one's busy, okay. the other one. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. So Sanaya, I think, Sanaya Lathan, you know her? Uh-uh. She played in, um, what is that? That she played in Best, oh shoot, it's a Christmas movie, uh, Best Man. With um, oh, I've Morris, seen Best Man. Now I gotta, now uh, I gotta Morris Chestnut. This. You know he's a, uh, yeah, I know he's a cutie patootie. Sorry, Titus. So I, I just like how you know she's so graceful. She just seems to have this ability to be graceful, but yeah. you know have a lot of strength as well. Strong person sounds familiar. When yeah, you're talking. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then also, uh, what's her name? Taraji. Yes. Oh yeah. You know, she has a, she has that incredible strength, but she always she also has that ability to, to break bad if she needs to, right? Yes. So, you know, it's like um both of those, you know, any, either one of those to play me. Yeah, no, Sanaa Lathan, that's the she was in see. Love and Basketball, which is also It's like one of my oh all-time my favorites. Yes. Like I can watch that movie over and over that and is over an again. Incredible so good. Movie. It was on TV. You know how like you just flip through TV and yeah. it was playing on one of those like TNT or something the other day. And I was like, you. stop the remote right now. Like right we have there, to watch right that. There. Yeah. yeah, I don't and it never gets old for me. No, it never does. So what would be the title of the movie about your life? I would say Against All Odds. I love that. Yeah. All right. Against all odds. Well, we're mm-hmm. going to talk about why that would be the title yeah. then as we go through yeah. this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'd love to share. All right. Well, all right. So why don't you tell us about your life? Introduce yourself. I know you are from Louisville. I am correct? from Louisville. Okay. And so tell us about how you got to Owensboro. All of those sure. things. Ready to go. Okay. So <laughs> Ready, set. I am from Louisville. I am the youngest of five. Wow. Uh, all of my siblings are, well, my siblings are 12, 10, 8, and 6 years older than I am. Okay. So I'm the oops baby. You're a surprise. Yes, yes. Like a wonderful yeah. surprise. And uh, oops, a fun oops. Okay. So um, um, I'm the youngest of five. And um, I. Uh, what's interesting about my family, uh, we actually lived in the housing projects in Louisville. Hmm. Um, my parents uh, had a two-bedroom apartment. And my siblings shared the larger bedroom. Oh, wow. Yeah, we did. Um, and my parents bought a home when we when I was about three years old. Okay. It was a major accomplishment for us. I'm a, I was three, you know, so yeah. I didn't really know much. We moved in on Christmas Eve. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, and I remember the first time my sister and I walked into the room, walked into the house. We walked into my brother's, what we knew was my brother's room now. And they were like, why are you in here? And we were like. You know, we were looking like, what, come, what do you mean? They were like, your room is in there. My sister and I was so excited because this is the first time that we that we had a room. We were sharing it, but yeah. still, we had a room to our, that without we the boys in it. Yeah. Our brothers. <laughs> so right. it, was, it was a major deal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so um, from there, let's see, my, because they were so much older than I was, I started, they got married and started having kids before I even got to. Uh, middle school really Um, so they were pretty much gone by the time I got to high school just me and my parents and so you know I looked at my mom and said I want to know I want to where I 
want to go to school. I want to go to the University of Louisville. And I want to stay in the dorm. And she looked across the hallway. And she goes, there's your dorm room. <laughs> right <Yeah. up> there. <laughs> so it did really feel like a dorm room. My mom was still working at the time. And my dad was uh, disabled. Okay. So um, he was, you know, he was there most of the time. But, you know, um, I went to college, graduated uh, at, from the University of Louisville with a major in accounting. Okay. Um, I was got a job at UPS right out of college. Right. Um, and that was probably one of the first challenges, you know, um, because it, at UPS, just to get a job at UPS, a full time job, I was already working there part time. Um, but to get a full time job at UPS is kind of like uh, back then was, you know, kind of unusual because it's thousands of people applying for yeah. and it's very job. And I remember one of my mom's uh, colleagues told her, said, oh, yeah, there's so many people applying for those jobs. She probably won't get that job. Uh-huh. And sure enough, I did. I got the job Against all odds. Against all odds. You got that job. I got the job in accounting and I worked there for, actually, I worked at uh, UPS for about 10 years altogether, you know, right before I uh, graduated. And I went down to a job fair. I wasn't really looking for another job, but I went down to a job fair downtown, took a lunch break, went downtown, just passed <laughs> out some resumes yeah. because I heard in college that every now and then you should sharpen your resume, refresh it, and, yeah. you know, just send it out just to explore opportunities. And so that's what I did. Mm-hmm. And a few weeks later, someone from LG&E called and said they had a job and wanted me to interview. So I ended up, I left UPS after, you know, what did I say, 10 years, close yeah. to 10 years. Oh, wow. And I went to LG&E. And, um, what is LG&E? My, Louisville Gas and Electric. Okay. okay. You know what? I, I Every now and then I forget that I'm not in Louisville still. Yeah. You know, everybody <laughs> knows is, what LG&E okay. is in Louisville. It's, it's the utilities it's company. It's the utility okay. company okay. in Louisville. Um, it, they, are, they are gas and electric. Okay. Louisville Gas and Electric. And I worked there um, for 11 years. While I was there, I met this gentleman. Uh, he was actually, uh, that's my husband. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, he was actually visiting um, from Ohio. This guy was visiting from Ohio at our church. And um, so we ended up dating and getting married. Um, And uh, true story, uh, this may be one of the questions, so I'm going to skip ahead. Yeah. Um, When we met, Titus was the vice president of training at Citibank. Okay. So I thought, you know, that's great. There's two financial people, you know, that's awesome. And a few months into our dating, he said, how would you like to be married to a minister? I said, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) And the honesty. uh, Yeah. Well, and it was partly because, you know, a lot of my family members and I was born, you know, I always tell people I was born and raised in church. Yeah. My mom, she's strong faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we didn't even have a choice. We went to church every Sunday. I mean, it was the only choices we had. I tell people this all the time. The only choice we had about going to church on Sunday is what we were going to wear. Yeah. And she had to know that on Saturday so she could approve it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, when he told me that, I was like, mm, oh, I've seen, you know, I've seen the challenges of ministry. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I didn't want to do that. Um, and, but he pursued me. And we kept dating. And then when about a few months into that, he said, um, how would you I think he goes, I really think I'm 
I'm called to full-time ministry. I cried. Oh, really? I did. I called my mom. I said, mom, it's over. You know, I just, I don't That's see that. It's not for you. It's not for me. Um, but like I said, he did pursue me, kept, you know, convincing me, yes, there are challenges, but there mm-hmm. are rewards as well. So here I am, minister's <laughs> wife, and he's right. Um, there are challenges, uh, and it's similar to any other uh, profession in life. Yeah. There are challenges to it, but oh my goodness, there are rewards as well. We've met some wonderful people. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned Matt. Matt was a part of a ministry that Titus was a part of. And we've met some wonderful people along the way, and they've been a blessing in our lives. And we hope to have been a blessing in their lives mm-hmm. as well. Um, so I'm going to go back to the original question. Uh-huh. Okay. Grew up in Louisville. We moved to Owensboro. We have one son, Jacob. He's 16. Uh, okay. Like he is the center of our joy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but he, uh, he's 16. He's a junior at Owensboro High School. He's Wonderful. in the band. He's been a part of the band, been active in the band since about seventh eighth grade something like that so yeah. of the high school band mm-hmm. um he's like all music all things music which that doesn't surprise right, you know no, my husband. knowing your husband yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> um so uh we moved here about 12 years ago uh, like Rebecca said earlier I'm the manager of planning at OMU Owensboro Municipal Utilities mm-hmm. um and I'm responsible for the long-term projections uh long-term financial projections for OMU um basically you know just give our decision makers that information they need uh, to make uh, choices that are in the best interest of our customers. Uh, so, you know, looking ahead about where we will look financially so that they could set up OMU in a way that, you know, protects our customers from rate, you know, rate hikes, vi- you know, yeah. volatilities and so forth. Um, my team is also responsible for the long t- for the uh, annual business plan. Uh, so we do the long term and the short term uh, that sounds like a hard job. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. my brain you know hurts. <clears throat> I absolutely love it. And what's so interesting about this, Becca, you guys won't. Um, up until the sixth grade, I was in remedial math. Like <sighs> I didn't, I wasn't to the level of most of my classmates. Uh-huh. So they literally would come in and get a couple of us and take us into a private classroom where they could teach us at our level because I wasn't. I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you all have any experience with remedial learning. But mm-hmm. um, so but in the sixth grade, I got this this uh, math, amazing math teacher, George Walker. Mm-hmm. And he instilled in me like uh, he gave me that confidence that I can actually do it. Yeah. Uh, up until then, it was just a subject that my mom and I kind of fought about. It's like my mom said, <laughs> you can do it. I was like, no, I can't. I don't understand. <laughs> it, you know, but um, he said, you know, he encouraged me that I can do it. And I remember um, started, I started praying. Um, well, of course, I started praying way before sixth grade. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> I remember praying each night before I did my homework. And I remember reading a scripture in James where it mm-hmm. talks about if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. And I started reading that before homework. And by the end of sixth grade, they encouraged me to skip over seventh grade math. Oh, wow. Because God had just turned everything around for me. It just started clicking in the sixth grade. Yeah. And um, it just, and it's amazing. Like, I just went on to excel in math. And I remember when I got to college, I said, my mom and my brother were, you know, trying to encourage me to go to something in math. They were like, you love it. You know, it's like, yeah, eh, now, nah, you know, they didn't know. Right, mom? Right. And, you know, it's 
18, 17, 18. Mom doesn't know, really, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided I was going to be a medical technologist. Okay. And I went to L for it first and discovered that there was a lot of biology. And I didn't like cutting up things and all that. I was like, I don't okay. do science either. Yes. So I was a junior in bio in that uh, in medical technology when I went home to tell my parents, I think I want to change my major. And they were like, uh, what? <laughs> because they had financed a lot of my college. And yeah. so um, when I went home to tell them, I knew I had to have where I wanted to go next. Yeah. So I was talking to my friend. She said, you, again, she was like, you really should look into accounting because I had I didn't go to one of those large high schools where, you know, they offered a lot of courses like that. Yeah. I took my first accounting course in in college. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and I took it and I enjoyed it. It was like a light bulb moment. I was like, I love this. So I knew I had to have something lined up. I said, Mom, I think I want to do accounting. <laughs> and so that was another challenge when I did change my major. Uh, one of the counselors, I don't know if they do this to encourage students, but she said, uh, you might want to change your major. You might want to look at something else because it's really hard to get in the school of business. And I said, <clears throat> Mm-mm, that person is not good at their job. They're not meant. <laughs> well, <laughs> unless unless you had been like doing poorly in your class. You know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. they might have to like redirect somebody. Sure. But yeah. no, they shouldn't. So I was like, you know, and I guess this, this is a this is a character of mine. It's like you. This was like a challenge for me. It was like she issued me a challenge. It was like, did she just say I can't do this because now you want to do it. I'm going to do it. Yes. <laughs> and so that's against what I did. all odds, against all odds, you were going to do it. I was going to do it. Yeah. And so I did it. Uh, you know, it took me a little longer. Uh, you know, I, I graduated after seven years, um, but I got it, yeah. you know, and um, I'm yeah, really grateful. Uh, after that, I was at UPS and they had this wonderful tuition re uh, reimbursement program. I've heard about That's UPS nice. has a great. So I decided to go back and get my master's and I did. Um, and they didn't at the time, they didn't have an employment clause where you had to stay. Like, you know, a lot of the companies, you know, they yeah. you have to sign to stay. Well, they didn't. So I graduated and you said, thanks for the degree. Yeah, I'm out. out. <laughs> <laughs> I graduated in December of 99 and I left in May of 2000. Good yeah. So um, and I and I've my career is it's really what I do now. I really enjoy it. I really enjoy um it, the fact that I am providing information that impacts others besides myself yeah. or my family, you know, that I am, in a sense, you know, providing information that will protect, you know, our customers, mm -hmm. you know, like looking out for ways to, you know, that we can reduce costs or, you know, areas in which um, we can make improvements and so mm -hmm. forth. You know, I don't, I don't so, so much uh, do process improvements, but if I can shed some light, some information, some financial information on a situation that will help those decision makers to make process improvements, yeah. I love it. Good. I love it. I love the challenge of it because it can be challenging at sometimes. Yeah. But like I just told you all, I love challenges. Yes. <laughs> I love being, mo I'm motivated. Actually, I'm motivated by challenges. Yeah. So. That's good. Yeah, that's great. Okay. I know I'm crazy. That sounds crazy, doesn't it? No, I don't no, think it sounds crazy. crazy. I think it sounds good. Well, I feel like you you answered a lot of the questions about work. No, no, don't don't apologize. No, I'm going to go down to so I, you you talked about 
Now, Matt has always called him JT. You said his yes. name is Jacob? Well, Matt knows him personally. So when I'm talking okay. out about, you know, it's Jacob. Yes. Gotcha. But our friends, family, yeah. we all call him JT. Okay. Well, I just thought Matt had made up a name because no, no, no. to know my husband is to know that that is very possible, Laura. Well, <laughs> we so love Matt. you became a mother through non-traditional means yes. like Jackie and I. Yes. Like, what are you willing to share with us about that journey? Oh, I, when I tell you. Our son is a blessing to us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you said, it wasn't through tra- uh, traditional methods. Um, I had fertility issues, um, and I knew going into it that I was a st- very strong possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did allow my husband, before we got married, we went to the doctor together mm-hmm. so he could ask questions, and he would have the full information, right? basically. Mm-hmm. And um, so when we got married, of course, it was a challenge, I think, Right into uh, maybe six months into our marriage, I did have to have another surgery, and um, which made it even more challenging. And so, um, what's the blessing about Jacob was actually um, we adopted Jacob about a year into our marriage. Okay, but we got to know Jacob. Jacob lived in our home for a whole year before we adopted him. Okay, we brought him home for the hospital. We named him. Um, he, our home is the only home we've known, mm-hmm. and he's known, and um, he's just been a blessing every every step of the way. Um, you'll look at our wedding pictures; he's there. Mm-hmm. Um, he has his little tuxedo. My mom and I we went all <laughs> over the city of Louisville looking for a little tuxedo for him. <laughs> so he had a nice little tuxedo, and um, but w- but once we got married, we did want to have more children, mm-hmm. and so um, when we started having trouble, we went through everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and you go, you're probably you know familiar with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we even tried IVF, which is very expensive. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our insurance didn't cover any portion of it. Mm-hmm. So that was out of pocket. So we knew we, it was, it, unfortunately, it was a one shot. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it was yeah, a yeah. one shot for us. And so we did. We got pregnant, um, but we miscarried. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's just that hurt and despair. I remember, I think I posted on Facebook one time that it was one of the darkest periods of, of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, just how can I have this strong desire to be a mother and it not be fulfilled? I just didn't feel like, you know, I was forgetting the fact that I already had a blessing too, right. you know, but, um, and that's what I had to come to. I was like, God has given me an amazing blessing. Like, you know, that I do have a son. I am a mother, you know, just, you know, not the, not the traditional way, but I am a mother. That is mm-hmm. nothing that like, we don't share that with everyone, but, mm-hmm. At the same time, we don't hide it from anyone right. because it's no taboo. Yeah. So we've told Jacob from a little baby, you know, that he's he's adopted. He didn't come from mommy's tummy. Um, a nice, a very nice lady, um, you know, had you carried you in her stomach mm-hmm. and she gave us to you, gave you to us so that we have an opportunity to be parents mm-hmm. and uh, because we didn't want him to feel any taboo because there's nothing yeah. embarrassing. There's nothing um, shameful about being adoption of uh, being adopted. And I wanted to get also wanted to get past um, the shame of the taboo of infertility. Mm-hmm. That was so big for me because it was something that people didn't talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like, you know, 
if I could have been warned, like, like I said, I knew before we got married that there was a strong chance or a possibility that I wouldn't be able to get pregnant easily. Yeah. Um, but the infertility didn't come until after we were married. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wish we would feel more open to talk about it mm-hmm. because there are so many women I have discovered that are, that is, that's just like me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the joy of motherhood can be obtained and it doesn't have to be through where you where you think. Mm-hmm. But I just wish we'd be, become more and more open. And I think with with people becoming more and more open, we'll get away from those hurtful questions of, oh, don't you want more children? Yes. Or, um, mm. you know, your age, are you, when are you going to start having children? It's like, I think we can get past, you know, every woman that is... Um, of a certain age that don't have children, it may not be by choice. Right. So those questions might be a little hurtful. So if we can get past that. Yes. So when I heard of your story for um, Becca, I reached out to you. I remember. And you know what? I was on my phone today Uh and I realized it was three years today. Oh, really? That I sent you a message. Oh, that is no funny. Way. And I said, awesome. just wanted you to know. And I think I shared with you my story mm-hmm. and how, you know, how blessed I was about my son and that, you know, I know how hurtful the in-between period is, um, but that okay. blessing can come from it. Well, I can tell you three years ago today, we would have been probably five, about five months into the waiting. Yeah. And so I, I can probably tell you that I needed that message from you at that uh, time because I mean, yeah. just I, the, the waiting yeah. um, the during the adoption process, yes. you know, it was just, it was a long year and a half of, yes. of waiting. So yes. I needed people like you to reach yes. out. So yes. thanks three years later. For, <laughs> for doing No that. problem. So. I just, I just think there's so many of us out there mm-hmm. and, and we feel alone during that period. Yes. Um, and, but I, and I want, I didn't want you to feel alone. I wanted yeah, you to know you. that you had at least one friend mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that knew what you were experiencing and that I wanted to give you some hope yeah. that uh, it can happen. Yeah. And I, I'm telling you, I used to say this all the time. I don't know why I stopped, but I used to say this all the time. I could not be more happier if I had actually had him myself. Like, oh, yes. I get it. Yes. We, we understand that. Fully. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I I don't even you know know how I can compare, but I don't think I can love him anymore. Yeah, yeah. He's Matt and I were literally talking about that with Asher last night. We were like, we think he's the most perfect thing that ever. You know, and like absolutely, we can't imagine loving anybody more than we love him. Absolutely, so I understand. absolutely. The day I brought him home from the hospital, you know, like I said, I've always wanted to be a mother, but he, I held him my this tiny little bean in my hand, and I'm like, <laughs> he's dependent. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I was scared to death, but I was excited at the same yeah. time. I still yes. have his little every now and then I'll pull on his birthday. I'll pull out his little yellow sleeper that Aww. we bought him home from the hospital. Yes. And uh, I think his last birthday, I sent him a picture of he goes, Mom, I can't believe you still have that. <laughs> and you're like, whatever, you're going to want it someday. <laughs> I exactly. I can only, you know, Asher's only he's 20 months old today. I know people hate it when you count in oh, months, but until he's two, I'm going to count in months. That's right. Um, but that's your baby. You even can count now, in months as long as you want. Yeah. Well, I like I miss like little baby Asher. Yeah, I mean I know he's still oh. little, but it's just they they, they grow so fast. So Becca, I can only imagine. I'm telling you, this I feel like yesterday I dropped him off at preschool. Yeah, and then now last him up week school. I realized he's graduating in 2025. Oh my gosh! Wow. So that you know this yeah. weekend, <laughs> like last. <laughs> We knew Titus couldn't go anywhere last uh, last week was fall break uh-huh. and we decided, hey, let's do a mom and son trip. 
Oh, that's and so fun. we did. Where'd y'all go? We went to Nashville. Okay. Oh, so fun. And so we started, he's a musician, of course. I <laughs> told you about that. So we started on Music Row and we just walked up and down looking at shops and stuff on Music Row. And we ended up at the National Museum for African American Music. Yeah, that's in Nashville. Wonderful. Oh my gosh, it was so amazing. Like, and he's that musician in him he was just like overstimulated he was like, oh my gosh. You know, he was just it was it was amazing um and then we so we were supposed to spend two hours there we may have spent a little closer to three hours there. <laughs> oh it was just an amazing exhibit after exhibit after exhibit and uh, we enjoyed it so then we left there and we went shopping and I tell people I told somebody I said we spent our hotel money so we had to come back home <laughs> <laughs> but then we uh, went to Evansville yesterday morning and spent the day in Evansville. So, you know, it was closer to home. Yeah. We could run out of money there. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> That's fun. What, what is his um, instrument or instruments? He is a percussionist, but oh. he plays the drums. That's awesome. Yeah, he plays the drums. He loves it. Uh, and you drive by our house, you're liable to hear him at any point. I love that so much. Uh, you're playing the drums. It's so funny because my mom and my sister was at our house one time and we were talking downstairs. His music room is upstairs. And they were looking at me and they said, do you hear that? And I was like, what? You know, because I can like... I could zone it out I now or whatever. <laughs> that is funny. And I was like, oh, the drummer. Okay. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> like, yeah. I just I have, constantly have a beat in the back of my head now. Yes. Like, it's just like yes, a thing. Yes, I always feel it. <laughs> I wanted to be a drummer, sideline, in uh, middle school. I wanted to play the drums. I had not I had no experience with the drums, by uh-huh. the way. And so the um, director was like, um, here's a snare drum. You can play, like take it for, I guess, the summer and play around with it. And then we came back and there's somebody that's like amazing at the drums. Oh. So they're like, here's the xylophone. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh man. So, hard, <laughs> so that's, but yeah, that's the xylophone? No, that's, oh. I was like, and no, I want to be a cool drummer. Exactly. I want to learn how to play the drums. And so that's where my drumming career ended before it even started. Oh, <laughs> I'm, wow. I'm so that's jelly so of that. That's awesome. It's fine. It wasn't meant to be, but I, I think that's really great. See, that's awesome. Stifled something in you. Though. I would have yeah. loved it, but you could have been, you know, yeah, I was a, I played the trombone. That's awesome. Oh, <laughs> so great. Okay. But it was only because we moved between fifth and sixth grade and students got to pick their instrument in fifth yes. grade. Before sixth grade started. Yes. So we moved to Missouri. Anyway, we moved to Kansas City, like right in between. So everybody had already picked their instruments. Ah. And the teacher was like, I played, it was a female. She said, I played the trombone. We don't have any females playing the trombone. So you're going to play the trombone. Oh. And I was like, Just but I wanted to you. play the clarinet. Oh, oh you want to play the clarinet? But, but it was cool because I got to hang out with all the boys. And yeah. I've always been sort of a tomboy anyway. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I, love yeah. that. I was a boner. <laughs> yeah. That's what I like to say. Anyway. Okay. All right. So you talked a little bit about your mom. Yeah. Um, and, I know that you lost your mother last year. Um, What would you like to tell us about your mom and what have you learned about yourself and loss over the last year? My mom, you know what? My mom, I know everyone says this, but my mom was actually the best. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She was just the strongest woman I ever knew. And you talk about, you know, um, overcoming all odds against Mm -hmm. all odds. That was my mom. She just... She just has so much um, strength and faith in God, like just unbelievable faith in God and all the things that she endured. And she taught that to us. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember um, before she passed away, she wanted me to take her to her attorney's office, you know, to set up her will. And I remember her being perplexed about leaving, you know, this to start 
people or whatever. And I was, and I turned to her, I said, mom, don't worry about leaving us anything. You know, everything you could leave us or the best you could leave us you have. And that's that strong faith in God. I was like, you've done that. So that's the best you can give us. Um, and, but she was always like, she was my, she was my prayer partner. She was my travel buddy before Titus. <laughs> and um, she was my confidant. She was my friend. Yeah. You know, I could talk to my mom um, and we would call each other. I remember uh, as, after I became an adult <laughs> and I moved, actually moved out. Yes, I was a little spoiled because I was the last one. Oh, yeah. You was a baby. I was a baby. I remember <laughs> the first time I got sick after I moved out. I cried all the way home to my own apartment because I said, if I had just stayed at home, daddy would go get my medicine <laughs> and mom would make sure I had something to eat. <laughs> yes. But my mom and I talked even after I moved, even after I moved to Owensboro, mm-hmm. you know, I called my mom every day, you know, I called her on the way to work. She would call me on the way home and my coworkers were like, um, you talk to your mom every day. Uh, you talk to your mom that much. I said, I talk to my mom several times a day, yeah. yes. <laughs> not just every day, several times a day. Yeah. Um, so we were just, she was my friend. She's my mom first though. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And then she was my friend. That's what I tell myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, she, I could talk to her about anything. She encouraged me, you know, to just, you know, to whatever. I. So you're talking about a challenge, like push it. She was my biggest, like, cheerleader like go do it you can do it you know so uh, when my mom left let me last year Mm -hmm. uh, when she passed uh, it was very hard for me you know because she was a big part of my life Mm -hmm. you know just like when we moved to Owensboro (laughs) my mom came here with us the day that we moved she came here with us Mm -hmm. Uh, she stayed with us a few days Um, I want to say when when I when I uh, went to meet Jacob for the first time at the hospital she was like, I know you're stopping by here to get me. So I can see my grandson. <laughs> she was there with me uh, when I when I saw Jacob for the first for the first time. And so when she left, I literally looked at my family and I said, I can't do this. You know, I just I didn't see being able to, um, you know, just live life. I love my husband. I love my son, but my relationship with my mother was just you know like none other Mm -hmm. and um I was like I can't do this and they were all trying to encourage me you know that you can do it you can do it and I was like "Mm -mm." and I meant it I was like I can't do this and I remember reading some time ago about someone posted and I I understand the sentiments and said my mom taught me everything but how to live without her Mm -hmm. and I understand the sentiments but now where I find comfort is mom really did teach me how to live how without her she taught me that strong faith in God mm-hmm. and that's what's been getting me through the days um, I posted this on Facebook sh- uh, shortly after she passed that I, I'm surviving the days I didn't think I could mm-hmm. and uh, that's how I'm surviving I'm miss that strong faith in God and I'm looking back and I'm thinking about all the challenges my mom faced she lost her mom when she was 26 years old wow. And so she was the oldest of 10 kids. <laughs> she was the oldest wow. girl of 10 kids. And so she became the mom pretty yes. much. And because a lot of her siblings um, were teenagers. Yeah. And um, so she kind of took over the mom. And I thought, mom was 26 years old when she did this, you know. I can do this. I'm not going to tell y'all how old. Mom, I'm, just, I'm just a little just bit a older than my older. 26. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, so that's what gets me through. Just 
leaning on, you know, faith my mom had. She taught me, so leaning on my faith in God. And um, I am surviving the days I didn't think I could. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, you're talking to two women who are very close yeah. to our mothers. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Makes me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, you know, for me to, to see the strength that you've shown mm-hmm. in navigating that mm-hmm. and knowing how hard that's going to be, you know, yes. for us someday. Um, so I think that's a lot we can ladies. learn from you. <laughs> yes. And I will tell you this. I have a very good friend of mine who lost her mom. She was very close to her mom, too. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize this, but she said I was very helpful to her. When her mom had passed. So she actually, I remember calling her the moments that my mom, actually, I think Titus had actually called her, mm-hmm. that my mom passed away. And she said, I'll be there in the morning. Mm-hmm. She lives in North Carolina. Wow. And wow. Um, she drove by herself from North Carolina, Kernersville, North Carolina. Yes, Do you I know, know where, where that, that is? is? Yes. She drove by herself the very next day, left her her husband and her children. Her children are grown now, but and she came and stayed with me the entire week. Wow. And uh, she said, I'm not leaving you until, you know, after the services and all that. Mm-hmm. And she stayed with she was so helpful for to me, you know, just just to under, she's like, it's going to be, it's going to hurt. It's going to be like this. And you know, it'll get better. Ah, don't know that it gets better. You just mm. you just learn to live with it. Mm-hmm. But you girls reach out, you know, because I just I do believe in community, and mm. that's what's that's what what's helpful. You know, mm-hmm. you can't be an island, right. you know, and get, especially get through some of the hurts of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do have to have someone to lean on. So yeah, yeah. I read something recently about grief, um, and how you know sometimes you'll hear people say like you know as time goes on the grief lessens. Mm. And they were like, no, the grief doesn't ever really no. like get smaller. No. You're just life around it. You learn yes. to adjust your life around it and keep going. But, it. you know, it's grief is sort of like a waves, I think, at yeah. the beach. Like all of a sudden yeah. a wave will just come out of nowhere and hit you. Yeah. Yes. Um, and it totally consumes you. Yeah. It totally consumes you when it first happens. Mm. It just like there were um, holidays and birthdays and Mother's Day. <laughs> oh, I can only imagine. Yeah. yeah. Um. It totally consumes you. But then, like you said, you just learn to live. And I'm not I'm not 100 percent there, yeah. um, but I'm learning to live life um, with the grief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mom was a huge part of our family. Like, you know, I just told you, you know, she was really she was aunt, but she was really grandmother. You know, mm-hmm. so mom's house was the you know, it was headquarters for a lot of our family, re- uh, family, we, well, anytime was a family reunion. <laughs> My mom loved to cook. So, you know, and she didn't know how to cook for two people. Mm-hmm. When she cooked, it was for 10 or 20 <laughs> wow. or 30. <laughs> um, and so she was always cooking. People were always there. We know it was never a quiet dinner at home at my mother's house. Um, so, yeah, we just had to learn. We're learning to live life without her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're yeah. learning to live it. I'm sad now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, guess what? Well, I mean, let's do something else. Yeah. Okay. It's, no, it's, it's not that I'm sad. It's so good to hear, though, that, like, yeah. uh, from you, like, le- a reminder to lean on your faith. Because, I mean, God willing, I mean, we hope our parents don't lose their kids, but one day we, we're going to have to endure that, you yes. know? And, and, yeah. and to be reminded, like, the faith that you have in God yeah. is really what's going to get you through. Yeah. And so that's a, a really, really good reminder. So just to give you, it's still my mom related, but it's so just to get sometimes, you know, you know, I find myself, you know, like sinking in and certain feelings. But my mom had a couple sayings that brings me out of it. Sometimes she'll yeah. say, 
Now that don't make any kind of sense. <laughs> <laughs> so I can hear her saying, you, yes. better, you better get up because that don't make any kind of sense. <laughs> and then every when she was getting on us about something, she would say, and I mean that one thing. So <laughs> I, every now and then when I'm trying to stoop, I'll hear her saying, now that don't make any sense. Any kind of sense. And I mean that one thing. But I think there's good advice for parents and what you said, too, yeah. because yes. I think sometimes we can get caught up in like what I can provide for Asher or yeah. like what I can buy him, mm. you know, like those kind of material things. Yeah. But the most important things that your mom left you and yes. instilled you with were not material items. No, right? It was the love that she showed you, the faith that she, you know, like yes. those kind of things. And those so are more valuable than any material thing you right. can yeah. leave. And that's what we so right. that's what we try to focus with our son is like time and letting him know that we're his biggest cheerleaders. Like if you need something, we're going to be behind you. But if you need us to step in, because I can be a helicopter mom, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm going to you know, be I, a black I tell people that, mom. Yeah. I, I, I'm telling you, I tell people like I'm, I'm this cool and calm person. Until you mess with my child. Oh, of like, course, yeah. Ooh. I like the way your voice dropped. <laughs> yeah. Until you mess with my child. <laughs> it's like, you're better off just doing something to me. Yes. <laughs> you do something I to my you. son. It's like, whoa. I will come for you. I will find one? you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I will find you. Right. Mama bear. I like it. <laughs> All right. So you are the president of the Girls Inc. Board of Trustees, mm-hmm. which is one I of the places it. I got to know you better. Yeah. And I found out through Googling you, you sit on the board of the directors for the Owensboro Health, too. I do. I do. Nice. I do. So why do you choose to be involved with those organizations? So um, we talked about my husband being in ministry and how we have always been blessed by the you know, communities mm-hmm. and ministries that he's served at. And um, we've been blessed by our communities, period. You know, and we just when we moved here 12 years ago, mm-hmm. we were looking to know our community outside of our jobs and our churches and so forth. So the best way we knew was to give back, you know, Mm -hmm. because when we wanted to give back, we wanted to learn and give back. Mm -hmm. And we don't have like, you know, we're not one of those large benefactors. We don't have a lot of (laughs) financial resources, but resources that we do have with our time, our Mm -hmm. skills or whatever, you know, we'd like to give back in that way. And so that's why we decided to get to know our community was to give, start giving back. Uh, and we love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love it. You know, anything that, you know, I have got going on, my two, my two guys are right there with me. Uh, anything Titus has going on, he's got Jacob and I right there with him. Um, so we, um, we enjoy it. Every bit of yeah. opportunity. Of course, I love Girls Inc. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I tell them all the time, y'all, to get rid of me, y'all are going to have to turn the lights out and sh- really, like, literally shove me out the door. How long, <laughs> how long have you been on their board? I lost track. Um, I want to say six years. Yeah, it's close been a to lot, six yeah. years. Yeah. So um, I enjoy, I'm just blown away by those girls. Mm-hmm. Like, they, like, just the experiences that they share mm-hmm. of and their ages being so, you know, strong. And bold and being able to speak about their challenges and how they overcame mm-hmm. them. And, you know, I just wish I would have had the opportunity to be a girls and girl myself. You yeah. know, I was kind of upset the first time I went. I first my first experience with Girls Inc. was at an Athena Award. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my coworkers invited me to go and I left there teary eyed, of course. I don't think I've ever attended one without <laughs> right. crying. Yeah. And. I was thinking, where was Girls Inc. when I was a girl? Like, and, and I was blown away that 
here's Louisville and all Lexington and all these bigger communities. And we have this diamond right here yes. in Owensboro. And it was just, it was amazing. I was blown away. So yeah, just the opportunity. I felt like I won the lottery when I, when I got an opportunity to serve Girls Inc. Cause it's like, man, this is just, this is amazing. I just want to be a part of it. I just want to, you know, it's just, it's just amazing. Yeah. It really mm-hmm. is. And uh, Owensboro Health just, you know, just, it was, I don't even know. It was just one of those opportunities. I tell Titus this, Titus and I talk about this all the time, that God opens doors for us that we don't even know, like to ask him to open. Like mm-hmm. you just, he just opens doors. And this was an opportunity some uh, just to ask, randomly ask. And I was like, uh, yeah. But one thing we do, we always kind of come back as a family because mm-hmm. we want to make sure that, you know, of the resources that we have, we can, we have the you know, capacity to yeah. give, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, we're not millionaires, so we don't have much financial, but you know, our skills and time and all that is still just, it's still just as valuable. Our oh, time, yeah, especially because we sure. have a you can get money back. Boy. You can't get time back. Exactly. I mean, that, yeah. So we make, we kind of, you know, come together and we kind of make sure that it fits in our family schedule and our family needs. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this actually happened to be one that could and. Again, I love the opportunity to serve in this manner, uh, to, you know, help them, you know, make decisions, help the hospital make decisions to help the community at large. It's just a wonderful opportunity. I don't take it lightly. I'm just I'm blown away. You know, it's like, what? <laughs> you know, but I would, I, you know, and I learned from my mom that you can learn from anyone. Mm-hmm. So I, I flip that around. It's like, OK, I can learn from anyone. And I guess. Anyone can learn from me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I've I learned some stuff today. Girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I try to come at it. At, I have something I can share, mm-hmm. you know, and my mom, I, I keep, I'm sorry to keep, but I told y'all she was a big part of my yeah, life. No, so don't ever apologize. I remember we grew up, I already told you, we grew up very, you know, we grew up poor. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't know we were poor at the time, you know, cause we had everything we, we needed, you know, we right. ate every day and so forth. But you know, Christmas time, my mom didn't, you know, she we didn't do a lot of shopping because we didn't have a lot of resources, but she loved to cook. So she would bake mm-hmm. cake or bake a okay. pie. And those people that helped us in, in the years, like the neighbors, she would say, hey, I bake this pie for Miss Alexander. Take that over there. Or, I bake this cake for such and such. Take that over there. So that's how I learned whatever resources that we have. We can give, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to be of monetary right. um, value. But of your skills and resource and your time, you know, so, you know, and then turns out my mom was good at baking. So, you know, they really enjoyed it. I could use a baked good right now. <laughs> oh, anytime. I could always use a baked good. <laughs> but you make cheesecakes, right? Love, Are you still you making and selling oh your cheesecakes? Gosh, I cheesecake do. I do. And food. you guys know, again, I told you. My mom is all kind of intertwined in my entire life. My mom taught me to bake uh, cheesecakes when I was in the uh, oh uh, fifth gosh. grade. Oh my Laura. gosh! I've never had one, but I have heard oh, amazing things about I these. Need. So the That's next time you start, because I have you haven't. Are you selling them still? I know. I do. I probably shouldn't say that on air, but oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, she gives I enjoy them. I that's probably. Oh, I love to bake. I really do. My mom, like I said, my mom had me baking. She used to go like from various restaurants. Um, my, my mom was a hard worker, very hard worker. 
My mom died at 83 oh, and wow. she worked every day of her life until five months before she passed away. Oh, wow. wow. Um, incredible. She owned a restaurant in Louisville, mm-hmm. Ada's Kitchen and Catering. I give that a plug. It's <laughs> not shameful. <yeah. laughs> I love that. Um, so um, she would go to various restaurants and bake for them. Okay. And so I would get off from school and go to whatever restaurant she was with. She was there and uh, she just, okay. I was like her baker's assistant. You would call it or something. She'd say, here, put this together. And I just learned recipes, you know, from just being with her. And cheesecake was one of the ones I enjoyed doing. And so, yeah, she just taught. And my mom got to the point where she didn't make them for the family anymore. She would just call me and say, hey, such and such wants a cheesecake. That's you. And that was me. And so that's what I did. And so I just... You know, kind of perfected it over the years. Yeah. You know, I cannot um, wait to try. I know. I'm, I'm gonna, I cannot I'm wait. Be watching Facebook for when you do go public that you're selling them. So, <laughs> whoopsie. Oh um, yeah, I think I've mentioned this before, but um, I had to have a, a cheesecake wedding cake for my wedding because I'm such a cheesecake fanatic that oh, I was like, I have to. My wedding cake has to be cheesecake. So, oh wow! So I cannot I'm wait to late. try. I cannot wait. <laughs> To try, mm. yeah, right. a little bit too late. About ten years, about ten years too late. Ten years, oh yeah. I was still a, no, I was here. Yeah, you were here. All right. So, what is something that you're proud of aside from work? My son. Yeah. I'm just like super proud of him. There's a uh, a, a uh, saying or a little plaque that we have at home, and it says, "God gave me you," mm-hmm. and I have that in between a picture of he and my husband, and he and him me. Because we're just proud of him. Like, I know all parents are proud of their kids, mm-hmm. but we're really proud of him. Um, I love how what God has done in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I hate to sound all churchy, because I am a minister's no, wife. Hell, Sorry, girl, you know. Don't. And if I tell y'all to hit the chord of C, don't, because I'm not a singer. <laughs> My husband is. <laughs> but... He is just like, God really gave him to us. Like, it's so amazing. When he was a baby, my son, my mother would say, only God can do that because she thought he looked so much like my husband. Ah, and yeah. so did his mother. So did yeah. my mother-in-law. She thought he looked like my husband. If I show, show y'all some baby pictures, they yeah, you would see some resemblance. Um, but we're just really proud of him. We're proud of what God has put into him to do. Mm-hmm. I remember way before it got became popular, God, it really stirred in my heart to share this scripture with him for I know the plans that I have for you Mm -hmm. Uh, to, you know, prosperous and, you know, an expected end, a great end. And uh, I remember sharing that with him. I woke him up. He's probably about four or five. He's like, "Okay, mom. (laughs) (laughs) But um, but I'm just and I love that my husband and I get a front row seat of what God's going to do in his life because I really think he has a heart for people mm-hmm. that, you know, and I hear people, you know, they'll, they'll tell me, Oh yeah, you know, they're, and I'm so proud of that. You know, mm-hmm. I don't really feel like, I think that's just what God has given him. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just, I'm thankful that God gave us that opportunity to be, a, like I said, to be front row spectators. That's awesome. Yeah. It's so wonderful. All right. So who are some women who have inspired you or what qualities in women in your life have inspired you if you don't want to name specific people? Okay. I can name a few. (laughs) My mom, of course, I already Mm -hmm. told you, biggest supporter um, and just a big, really big part of my life. Just taught me how to be strong and faithful Mm -hmm. and um, and even through adversity. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Aunt Carolyn, that's my mom's sister. um, Okay. And uh, she's kind of been bridging the gap for me. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, she's a night owl. 
And I remember when mom passed away, I told her, I was like, uh, you're going to have to go, go to bed earlier because <laughs> <laughs> I need to call you in the morning. And I used to call mom uh, every morning on the uh, way to work and I need to call you. And she's she's done it. You know, wow. she's not always been awake, but she woke up <laughs> when I called her. She's sometimes, there for you when you need yeah, her. <laughs> sometimes I could only cry, but she would listen. Yeah. She would encourage me. So she's been kind of bridging the gap for me. Um, back at home, there's a sister. We, well, we called her sister, but it's our pastor's wife, Elaine Stewart. She's like, so graceful y'all just just very graceful that southern graceful and style and just and she has such an encouraging word whatever you um whenever you talk to her and she can bring out the best of you you know you could be having a bad day just talking to her you all of a sudden smiling about it's like wait wait a minute why am I smiling (laughs) it's because she can bring that out in you um let's see some of the others locally Shirley Cecil do y'all know her she Mm. she was a vice president of Republican she's really good friend she um and she just you know she's she's been a friend throughout the years Mm. and uh even through challenges or whatever she's you know she's been a real friend for us a friend to me is uh, particularly, um, who else? Tish, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't even need to say anything else, yeah. you know, like <clears throat> Tish is just amazing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Sue Knapper, mm-hmm. uh, she used to work at ONU as well. When I tell you all, she can bring reason to any situation, <laughs> you know, it's like you can, you can talk to her about, you can be all fired up about something and, you know, she can, you know, not that she's disagreeing, but she can help you provide some reason. Yes. You know, and I I just love that about her. Uh, Alma Randolph, love Mm -hmm. her. You know, she's just, I've, you know, reached out to her professionally and she's been so gracious and, you know, have, you know, provided some guidance. You know, of course she's, she's that style that she has is just amazing Mm -hmm. as well too. Mm -hmm. Um, George Walker, my sixth grade teacher. Yeah. Yes. yeah, I can't forget him at all. Uh, I feel like I'm forgetting someone, but that's no. yeah. A good teachers. I mean, the fact mm-hmm. that you know he when you were you said sixth grade, right? sixth grade. When you were in the sixth grade, he was able to influence the rest of your life, right? Mm-hmm. But just by mm-hmm. believing in you and encouraging you, and mm-hmm. I think sometimes you know, teachers obviously don't get paid enough. Um, they don't. But they need more recognition for the influence they can and have on so people. it's so amazing to me how they are not among the most paid in our society. Mm-hmm. Right. Because yeah. they're educating our future doctors, yeah. mm-hmm. our future attorneys. Our future you know. managers of planning at MMU. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying they, they, are, they, are in, they are educating our future. Yeah. And how they are not among the highest paid in our community in our society it's It's pretty wild it is backwards all right so you've talked about who's inspired you what you're proud of aside from work but what are you most proud of about yourself about myself I guess is that tenacity Mm -hmm. that I have you know like I'm I'm quiet by nature like I'm I tell people this all the time I my husband is well-spoken like like your husband too and Mm -hmm. you as well I'm not an extrovert. I'm an introvert. And I'm more I'm more comfortable being a wallflower. Hmm. I wouldn't have thought that about you knowing you. That's interesting. Okay. <laughs> I'm more comfortable being a wallflower. Mm-hmm. And but I love the tenacity in me that, mm-hmm. you know, you present a challenge. I am so motivated by it. Mm-hmm. And then I at the end I tell people all the time, like, you'll see me at work and I'll say, 
I have the saying at work, I say, I get all excited when I've discovered something that was a challenge. I'll say, oh, the geeky accountant in me is coming out. (laughs) (laughs) Because I love it. I love the challenges of my job. I love the challenges of life. Uh, Not all of them, but Mm -hmm. I love the tenacity um, about myself that uh, God has given me. My mom stirred it up. (laughs) And um, that I am able to look at every challenge and say, okay, I got this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get it. Um, and uh, I faced a lot, you know, through mm-hmm. through challenges, learning disabilities, uh, uh, economic mm-hmm. challenges, um, all that, you know, just all these, uh, all the just typical challenges, uh, careers mm-hmm. and um, so forth. But against all odds, against mm. all odds. that's just Laura Chapman. That's just Laura. And I, wow. I'm just Laura Chapman, though. You know, I look at. I'm not quite not the everybody imposter. Else. Not just. I, 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 you know, I'll probably do suffer from that imposter syndrome. You yeah, know, you do. Lie. I'm going to tell you that you do. <laughs> yes. But, yeah. but I'm just like, I'm just Laura, you know, I just. Well, just um, Laura is great. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's interesting because messaging me when we asked you to be on here and as we walked in and as you sat on the couch, yes. you kept saying like, I don't know why you guys would want to talk <laughs> yes. to me. What yes. are we going to, and I, I just, I feel like, and you have a lot of wisdom to be as young as you and you're are. you're so well-spoken, no, even re- though you said your husband is well, you are very well-spoken. Uh, yeah. And like to, uh, to be as young as you are, to have as much wisdom mm-hmm. that you have, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I would, I could listen to you talk all day. Uh, so, I, think I think it's partly because I'm a little older than you probably think I am. <laughs> well, whatever. I, don't, I mean, but really, I just, I really thank you for coming because I think yes. a lot of people can listen to this and, and, you know, learn how to deal with challenges um, in such a graceful um, faithful way. And mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, something that you are able to provide for the world as an mm-hmm. example of, of how to face those challenges. Mm-hmm. So yeah. thank you for being here, Laura. Thank you all for asking. Uh, yeah. I'm so you happy know, to get to know you better. You are so fun. And I, I've just, again, I'm just uh, honored that you all would ask me and I'm uh, excited. Uh, every time I hear you all, I'm like, okay, there's a new one now. So, so. Well, you're the next one. So hey. get ready, boo. Cause it's all, all you. Right. We're honored to have you. And I've, I've, learned a lot from you just sitting here so thank you so much thank you laura's husband titus and her son jacob sent her a special message laura this is titus i just want to say how much i love you and i'm so glad i get a chance to just stop and brag about you first as a woman as a woman of god actually how you love god and how you apply his principles in your daily private and public life how you give to the community and how you don't hold back. You empty yourself out for others. Then how an amazing wife you are. Someone told me the other day, they said, Titus, you married up. How did you do that? (laughs) I don't know how I did it. It was, but I'm just so blessed to have you. Not only did I marry up, but you lift me up. Like in, in times of, of trouble and obstacles, you're always there to encourage me. And then Laura, you're an amazing mother. And the way I see you work with our son, Jacob, and how you're patient with him, and even how you how you hold me back from certain discipline things. <laughs> oh man, Jacob is so blessed to have you as a mother. So we just love you, Laura. I love you, and I'm so proud of you. And um, I just I'm excited to do life with you. Love you. Hey mom, it's Jacob. I just wanted to say um, thank you for always having unconditional love for me. 
uh, being my biggest supporter um, and just rocking with me, you know, being there when nobody else is. Love you.